Hello and welcome to this very special holiday-themed episode of our Hero Collector Collab podcast. I'm James, your host for this episode and community manager of Ship Talking Pod. Joining me is Hero Collector's Ben Robinson. Welcome, and I hope you're feeling merry. Oh, very, very merry. Always. <laughs> it's not true. I'm not a very merry man. More of a wharf than a queue. Is that how you'd describe yourself generally then? I think so. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I quite like to be more of a cube, but I'm probably more of a grumpy clicker. Uh, well, I'll make sure next time we meet up, I'll bring the blood wine and uh, we can really get into that. But today's episode of our podcast focuses on a long overdue, but nonetheless bold addition to the Star Trek merch lineup. And that is Star Trek's first ever advent calendar. Now, if you're familiar with our episodes with Hero Collector, you'll know we usually break the episode out into ship insights and then we discuss design, behind the scenes fun. But given the unique nature of this holiday offering, we'll have a bit more of a focus on just how much this calendar offers every trekker out there. It's a lot. So Ben, can you tell us a bit more about how this calendar came from an idea to reality? Uh, well, I can't take any credit for it. Um, it's my friend Stella who heads up our new product development team uh, and our old boss Alex mm. and uh, she was very intrigued by the fact that there are all these kind of beauty calendars people spend enormous amounts of money mm. on those things yes and she sort of thought well you know there are lots of women buying them for themselves um, they don't have anything to buy their partners um, <laughs> and we then discussed the fact that actually quite a lot of Star Trek fans are women as well yep definitely the idea was that there was a gap so, um, you know, there were all these fancy calendars out there, these beauty calendars, that kind of thing, but there wasn't anything for the kind of geeky fan, I guess, is the way to look at it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've run into that problem myself every year. You know, my girlfriend has a wide choice of stuff from more popular franchises, which have recently begun to look into the advent side of thing. And as you said, all of these beauty calendars, all of these uh, Yankee candles, get a new scent every day sort of thing. And then it comes to me, big Star Trek fan, and I look at the shelves and my options are closest, I guess, is Lego Star Wars which uh, doesn't quite scratch the Star Trek itch for me. Let's just say that. Well, I hope we can help you scratch that itch. Definitely, me too. But the advent calendar that you've come out with, it's quite an expensive one, if you don't mind my saying. And, you know, I imagine there is a lot of discussion behind the scenes about how to justify that price point and really make that valuable for fans. Yeah, I mean, the, the fundamental thing is we didn't want to make something that was like a very large cracker, if you will. Mm. No, you can you could make something cheap, but the truth is that the things in it would be cheap too. Yeah. Um, so if you think, you know, you're getting 24 things in here, you actually get slightly more than 24 things. Spoiler. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, but <laughs> even more if you count the first thing as being a pack of 52 cards. But um, if you start dividing the cost by 24 things, mm. you know, if you, you, you get cheap very, very quickly, um, you know, if you wanted something that cost 50 quid, um, 
yeah, you'd be at like less than two pounds each and you know you can't get much for two pounds is the truth no no definitely not so we wanted to make something that was desirable something that was satisfying something that was for collectors mm. um so we decided we had to make something you know decent and that you know that meant it had to cost a certain amount yeah absolutely and i know from spending the past weekend myself at destination star trek that pack of cards that you mentioned that was a huge hit with people at the convention i was speaking to a few people from your booth and they're saying how people kept coming up and just asking to buy those in their own right and i know from looking around the internet myself those packs of cards especially themed usually run in the region of 10 to 15 pounds so to be getting it as day one in a 24 day advent calendar that's huge and really good value if uh, i do say so myself so how did you come to decide the gifts because looking through them um at least the ones that you've revealed to me they cover right across the franchise you know you've hit beats from pretty much every series i think with the exception of prodigy and lower decks as well i want to say yeah yes that's true um i think both of those when we started work on this there was nothing much available i mean certainly prodigy uh, even now Mm. stuff's only just becoming available um and lower decks, I think we were just a little too late to get any lower deck stuff into uh, this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's one of the sort of first things is that you want to hit on on all the different series. You want to to give people something cool that works for them. Um, and also, uh, you were saying about the value of the public cards. You know, the stuff in here is worth like at least double what you're going to pay for it. Oh wow! So if you went out to buy it separately, you know, it, it would add up. Yeah, and I imagine that given that quite a few of these items are Advent Calendar exclusives, as does happen with exclusives of this type, they'll probably be even more to purchase on the secondary market than they would be if they were just a standard retail product as well. I hope so. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they're all actually, every single thing in here is exclusive to the Advent. So that was one of the things that was important to us, oh, wow. was that, uh, you know, <laughs> we suspect that the people who might really enjoy this Advent buy quite a lot of things for themselves um mm-hmm. there's definitely the case of you know what do you buy someone who already has what they want yeah so we figured that if everything in the advent was exclusive to the advent and never been available before uh, then you could buy it 100 percent, knowing that the person you were giving it to didn't already have it that makes a lot of sense and as somebody that does like to buy things a lot for myself it's definitely an attractive feature of the calendar that you know i can't go out to forbidden planet or to amazon and find myself a uh, first contact themed shot glass or uh, many of the pin badges that you have in there as well there are similar ones on the market but there aren't those exact ones yes i mean we were careful with the pin badges that these these are all what you get is if you get a few pin badges in there but they're all variant pin badges and um you know i hope they'll all become quite they will be quite rare Mm. you know and i hope that means they'll have a sort of extra value for collectors yeah definitely um and it's a coffee cup it's an espresso cup not uh, sorry not a shot glass with first contact <laughs> because when you're about to go and travel through the speed of warp for the first time you probably ought to have caffeine rather than alcohol yep although zephram cochran might have gone the other way uh given the bar scene in that film but yeah absolutely do you end up living with a you know non-corporeal life from if you don't down that road you ought to be careful absolutely 
but I imagine it was also a struggle when you were planning the items that would go behind each door because Star Trek doesn't have a holiday focus. Mm. I mean, we had a scene in Generations. We had Voyager as a Christmas tree ornament in Q and the Grey. And I think that's pretty much it for Christmas content, unless Discovery's done something which I can't think of off the top of my head. No. So Gene Runbury didn't believe in, um, well, he wasn't very keen on religion at all. Mm. Um, so religious holidays are out in Star Trek, unless you're Klingon. Yeah. Plenty of religious festivals if you're a Klingon. Or Talaxian. Yes. We had uh, quite a few mentioned throughout the run of Voyager where they'd get together for some sort of Talaxian holiday. Uh, but yeah, I imagine that was a very unique challenge when it came to putting this together. Uh, well, I mean, there are a few things that are, are distinctly Christmassy, um, but really it was about coming up with, like I said, 24 cool gifts, you know, or, uh, 24 cool things, you know, yeah. you don't have to give them away. Though that actually someone did suggest to me that this was a really good way, if you had 24 friends, of giving each one of them a Star Trek Christmas present. Ah, now that's an angle I hadn't considered, and... While I don't have 24 Trek fans in my immediate circle, I'm sure I could branch out. That's given me some ideas. And Yeah, or you could double up. You could give people yeah. two or three things. It doesn't <laughs> have to be like... I don't think I have... I'm not sure I even have 24 friends. How sad is that? Oh. No, I'm sure I do, actually. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was an interesting thought, and I think that's pretty fair, actually, mm. that um, it's not a bad way of, of getting some Star Trek stuff yeah. Which uh, there uh, clearly isn't enough of in the world. Oh, I I am 100% on board with you there. There needs to be more Trek content, and that is one of the reasons I'm a huge fan of Hero Collector. You're really championing that across every series, which is really, really wonderful. Oh, thank you. But that takes us to the design of it itself. So other advent calendars, even these beauty ones, tend to have some sort of Christmas theme, whether it's a, a few stars here and there, just red and green packaging. While the Borg Cube does have green on it, it doesn't stand out as particularly festive. So what was the original like driving thoughts behind the design of the calendar itself, making it the cube? Was it just practicality or were there some other factors that went into that? I think practicality was, was a big concern. I mean, again, I can't take credit for this. So I, I got consulted mm. about some of this stuff as, as a sort of resident Star Trek expert. Um, but yes, and practicality and being, you know, an essential part of Star Trek. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, having appeared in most series, if not quite all of them. Um, so, yeah, it seemed like it was a, it was a good fit. Mm -hmm. And as you say, there's a bit of green in it, which is uh, very Christmassy. <laughs> Next year, maybe put a few red lights in there as well to really uh, get that festive theme going. I, I've seen next year's. It's really quite different. But I can't say any more than that. Oh, you took my next question right out of my mouth. I was going to be like, <laughs> what are you planning next year? I have all sorts of thoughts in my head, you know, from the numbered shuttle bays on the Enterprise D perhaps being a new window behind each one, especially with the huge Enterprise D that you're doing through the subscription, um, which got to see in person over the weekend, by the way, and that thing is absolutely astounding. Oh, thank you. But yeah, if you can't give me any spoilers uh, about <sighs> no. next year, I will move on. And I'll just say, I'll just ask, is there anything really fun from the creation of this? Uh, perhaps a fun tale or some of the behind the scenes festive magic that went into it that you can share? 
well, the the thing that I mean, my involvement, as I say, was like a was a kind of consultant saying, yeah, okay, I think we need to make sure we represent all the shows or as many as we can, mm-hmm. um, and suggesting some of the things that might be in there. So you know what some of these products are literally suggested by me and particularly the bottle opener mm. that was something that I had I, I personally just wanted and I was <laughs> lucky enough to be able to get someone to make one um, <laughs> that's not real how lucky I am just now um, but the, <laughs> what I really like about it is how witty it is yeah you know it's it's I think Star Trek um, products in particular can often be a bit humorless they gave me one of these to, to say, or, well, you know, will you open it so that we get some sense of what it's like for a fan? Yeah. And as I was opening it, I was just smiling from ear to ear. Um, it's a really, I mean, I did it all in one go. I didn't do it over 24 days, which is probably the way you should do it. Uh, <laughs> but I was like an impatient child um, and just opened all 24. And I just kept thinking, oh, this is really cool. This is really nice. That's funny. That's witty. It's clever. You know, um, mm. and that's that's what I really like about it as a as a product. That it's uh, it's just it'll you know say for the for the price of a cup of coffee every day in December, you will get um, a nice Star Trek thing that makes you smile. Yeah, and that's what you want at the end of the day. And although you're not supposed to open advent calendars all in one go, at the same time, the fact that you as somebody that consulted on it couldn't wait to open the next window and were smiling and laughing as you went. That's something really unique as you kind of touched on in the Trek merch world. Aside from a few very funny episodes, for example, Bride of Chaotica, Trek keeps itself fairly serious, so it's hard to really elicit those emotions. And I'm really looking forward to digging into my own one of these calendars uh, having been given a few spoilers good good i mean that that as i say that's what it's all about it's all about you know a bit of happiness mm. better happiness a bit of fun i think that's why everyone loves lower deck so much yep um and you know we're not not a humorless group of people absolutely <laughs> not a fatal thing to say <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'd say that given the lack of directed humor in the franchise that Trek fans can be some of the funniest people that I know. Mm. Uh, maybe it's almost a form of overcompensating for that lack of humour that really stands out, but so many people create delightful content that really highlights how funny some things can be, whether it be a side glance in an episode or anything like that. So to have a real product which is fun and delights every day for 24 days in a row, that's incredible. Yeah, well, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, you, like you say, most Star Trek fans are actually pretty, pretty clever, pretty, pretty witty people. Um, and it was, you know, nice to be able to create something or be be involved in creating something that delivers on that. Um, and I really hope that people enjoy. It. I'd be fascinated to know how many people have already opened all of the uh, all of the boxes. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, maybe maybe when we push this live, we should put a poll beneath and just say if you've got one of these already. Have you opened it all and see see what results we get? Yeah, what's interesting is, I mean, it's it, because this is the first time we've done it. I don't think anyone really knows what to expect. Mm. So you know, people go, "Oh, an advent calendar." 
And they kind of go, oh, has it got chocolates in it? It's like, no, it's got no chocolates. I'm sorry to disappoint people. Um, but it does have a lot of really cool things in it. Yeah. You know, and I think it's going to be... I, I think there are lots of things in there, like bottle openers. Um, I, I don't want to give too much away. That's the problem. You know, it's, there are loads <laughs> of things in there that will be part of your life going forward. Yeah. You know, there are things that you will use. They're, you know, useful funny things whether it's a coffee cup um that celebrates Stephen Cochran's first warp flight or um a, a really clever bookmark or uh, a luggage tag or yeah. a bottle stopper or all you know I, I sort of feel like I'm not giving too much away because it's the <laughs> design of them that makes them Star Trek and that makes them clever and funny yeah and that's an, another thing about them as well again I'm going by the few windows that I've opened here but that there's been a lot of love put into this. There isn't a single item that has stood out to me as like, oh, this one, you know, clearly a last minute thought, or this one, you know, doesn't quite work. It's all high quality merchandise as well, which I suppose is a great justification for the price tag in of itself. I think that, uh, you know, one of the, the great things about it, one of the things that made me made me smile, um, is that they, you know, Stella's team, they even even wrap all the goods in assimilated tissue paper. Yes, yes. <laughs> so everything you said, you know, that that's what we as a company hope we bring to things. Mm. That we, you know, we love things. Um, you know, we love things. We care. We want to get it right. And so, you know, we. I hope that shows through in everything that we do. Yeah, and you can also count that tissue paper as the 25th gift on Christmas as well. Oh, well, then in that case, you'd be up to it because there are 24 sheets of tissue paper because everything is wrapped in. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't blow your nose on it, but it's very nice tissue paper. Maybe keep it for future Trek gifting. Ah, uh, well, yes. Oh. Have, people have suggested this, that you can use the tissue paper to wrap other gifts and to give to people. Uh, well, there you go. 25th gift. It's a set of tissue paper, simulation themed. Uh, that you can use to write to give away for future gifts to the Trek fans in your life. Yeah, no, I think there are some pretty cool things in there. The tissue paper is probably the least cool thing in there, <laughs> even though as tissue paper goes, it's very cool. I, for one, cannot wait to crack into the rest of this. I'm a bit of a holidays purist, so that's why I've been holding off. But I do want to say this has been absolutely amazing as is the Borg Advent calendar itself. And I hope everyone's enjoyed hearing all about it. Please do make sure to check out the Hero Collector Advent calendar, which is available now for pre-December delivery, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, absolutely. Order it now, get it in time. It's uh, shipping out. So there, there are people who've got them. So we'll wait and see what they are. Uh, well, let's see they're happy. Let's hope they're happy. I look forward to seeing a lot of smiling faces every day through December, as I hope there are a few people like me that are a bit of a purist. But of course, please also do stay tuned for more episodes of this collaboration podcast as we dive into more ships from Discovery, Picard and upcoming shows. As we saw at Destination Star Trek this past weekend, a lot of the ships that are coming along the pipeline and are very close to completion now are the ones that fans have eagerly been waiting for. And having seen a few of them in person, they look incredible. Pictures do not do them justice. 
as per tradition, before we warp out as well, as a teaser for the next episode, we're going to be chatting about the Section 31 Deimos class. This ship caught a lot of fans' eyes when it first appeared on screen in Discovery Season 2, and we can't wait to share more behind-the-scenes information and anecdotes with you. Ben, where can we purchase this calendar? You can buy the calendar from shop.eomos.com. I think actually you find it online in a few places as well, but we're, we're doing a bit of a holiday discount at the moment, so I strongly recommend you buy it direct from us. Even better value. Even better value indeed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I promise no one will be disappointed with what they get. Well, there's always someone who's going to be disappointed, but that person will be an unreasonable person. Maybe a Prodigy fan. <laughs> Maybe there's next year. Maybe there's next year. Also, Hero Collector, your socials, where can we find you online? Yes, so you can always find us on Facebook or Twitter uh, and Instagram, increasingly. Um, I'm hoping that we'll be uh, doing something for the Advent actually every day on um, on one of those channels, at least, to show people what it is. But, uh, you know, I, for me, I would want to be in on day one. So, I, you know, mm. I wouldn't be like, I'd get to the end of 24 days and go, <laughs> yeah, I really like that. I wish I'd bought it. Uh, <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Once once the advent calendars start getting opened, I feel like there's a very uh, quick rise in interest from people as well. But if you're also interested in hearing more from Ship Talking, please do check out shiptalkingpod.com for details and links to this and our other shows. We're also on Twitter, at shiptalkingpod, where you can chat with me, should you wish. And I do suggest you give us a follow there as we do regular giveaways for ships from the Hero Collector, Amazing Ships of the Star Trek Universe line. Ship Talking is also on Patreon, and in return for your support, which makes everything we do possible, we provide special benefits, including expanded episodes of our main pod, the ability to chat in Discord with some of the guests that join us, special Patreon-only giveaways, and much more. Please head to patreon.com slash shiptalkingpod for more details. And Ben, thank you so much for joining me today for this podcast. Oh, and thank you. And thank you as well to our listeners. Everyone, live long and prosper and have a great holiday season. Bye, everyone. Bye.